Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever. This is October 7th, 2014. I'm your host, Jenny Kay, and this is StudioChaotic.com. The uh, October Madness episode. Today is also, October 7th, is uh, Dan Savage's birthday. Happy 50th birthday, you amazing dude. I hope you get a lot of cake and uh, have a good day. Imp is here. Imp? What are you doing today? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing you need to worry about. Okay. Uh, good. All right. Uh, I'll just go over here to do nothing, okay? Yep, sounds good. Okay. And we're going to hear Billy read a story for us. A story I wrote a while ago. When I was in a bit of a morbid mood and uh, didn't know what to write, so I wrote something. I've also taken on a challenge of sorts. Jeff Goins, writer, has uh, posted a challenge of sorts, a blog challenge. I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do besides blogging for every day for a while and network and uh, check out other people's blogs and stuff like that. So. I'll be posting my first blog today, right after I'm posting this podcast. My first blog will be a blog about blogs, why I hate blogs, why I like blogs, and why I'm going to blog more, and imp, seriously. Are you sure? Alright. But first, we're going to hear a story. 404 was written in a moment of desperate terror or something like that. It's narrated by Billy, aka Sriracha, and if I pronounce that right, I have no idea. Just think uh, hot sauce. Music is by Neil, aka Rolf. Here is 404. Is it dead yet? You consider lying. You try on a couple of words that might fit, puffing your lips, rolling your eyes skyward as you think about it. You consider Googling for synonyms of no that would make it feel like less of a lie. A quick Googling for things that could possibly, but more likely never be of any use, was a good practice. Such a wonderful way to procrastinate procrastinate? Adjourn? Postpone? Reschedule? Is that all there is? You Google procrastinate and defer the delaying of putting off the suspension of life any further. No, lying wouldn't do it. The thing is truly dying. Or already dead. Who knows these things anyways? But as realizations go, it couldn't be any more immediate. 
It was, in fact, a knowledge that had come to you over time through endless suffocating spans of expectant seconds, minutes, and maybe even years of swimming through sludge. Pile after pile of the stuff, come to think of it, you always knew the day would come, hoping it would pass by the reality of the end. The thing that is going to die flails and thrashes in a bloody puddle on the floor. It can't get air despite so much oxygen lying all around it in exhausted heaps. As things go, of course they are just perfectly placed out of reach. Fancy that. When failing to beseech the machine, the thing crawls through the slippery dirt muck that used to be its life, falls over on its side, and starts scratching and starts scraping at its face with hands that are sometimes deformed claws and sometimes little more than ghostly tendrils of sickly, bitter smoke. Again and again, ripping old scabs, fresh white scarring, shredding them open. If it could just die, just die already. Violent seizures grip the thing. They let up and then attack again with little time for reprieve. The thing lies on its back and seemingly disjointed limbs slam into the hardwood floor. Bone barely covered by raw flesh pound the unyielding wood, never missing a beat all through the spastic measures. In between spasms, a chattering and a breathless sizzle filled the throbbing silence. That beat actually has a rhythm, you think dreamily, and try to find it with the side of one thumb and a number two pencil. The thing gasps. Immediately it sucks in all the air in greedy gulps harmonized with whimpers of relief. Harsh, ragged breaths calm the body and the thing rolls over on its other side slowly. It extends a trembling hand towards the machine and clicks. And clicks. It will be alright now. Wide, hopeful eyes search the machine for solace, for a reaction, for something. But the machine heaves a forgetful sigh and turns away. Without pity, it chokes its connections, breaks its workflow, and allows connected bits to come as they please. What does it care? The machine doesn't worry over whether the thing has time to find what it needs before cutting off the world once more. Maybe the broken thing on the floor is already dead, pallid and panting in a growing slippery stain of its exposed viscera. Guts and organs glistening while cooling quickly in the glimmering light of the screen. Yes, it is dead, had been a slowly rotting corpse for a long time now, and that realization, as realizations go, is a motherfucker of a kick in the head. It had been there for some time, but denial is a powerful thing. Powerful indeed, you ponder with your finger hovering over the faded keys. You google the word cat along with the word viscera and immediately regret it. The thing on the floor moans and coughs up pieces of broken glass, a used condom, and a couple of 4-gig SD memory cards. You quickly forget the thing on the floor with its unsavory chucking up of gore and other artifacts. 
It was, after all, just a thing. A thing that comes and goes, leaving its sticky handprints all over you in the moments when it has the strength to rise and approach you. Probing gently, viciously groping at unborn fancies, its comforting caress a teasing, fleeting whisper of chaos and quietly constructed melodies that has never been there before. It leaves its morbid taint of colors and words with no clear chain of command. It leaves its sprinkling of jumbled instructions. Assemble this. Make of it what you will. But dead things don't provide feedback. Nor does it speak of the manner in which it would help if it could. Because at this moment, perhaps not ad infinitum, perhaps not for a moment longer than it takes for that breath of yours to settle down, the thing is very much dead. The machine killed the muse. With a prompt to check your connection, and with cold disregard for assured efficiency, it will kill again, and again, and again, and again. And thank you, Billy. Find Billy on Compose.com. That's K-O-M-P-O-Z.com. This next piece was recorded and produced by Imp himself. It's called The Death of the Squeaky Toy. Thank you, Imp. Mm-hmm. That was uh, interesting. It was fun. fun yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, why, why don't you go back to doing nothing? Hey, okay. Imp. Yeah? Do you know what gaslighting means? Uh, no. Should uh, I? I want you to really think about that one. Uh, okay. Uh, okay? All right. Okay, this blog challenge. Uh, yeah, I... I've tried so many times to try to have a schedule or, I mean, just look at this podcast. If I get an episode out every two months, I'm, I'm good. How am I going to blog every week, every day that I'm going to do now for, I don't know, three weeks or so? I think it was 21 days. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think that is the definition of October madness. Because it's going to drive me mad. <laughs> and that's uh, all there is to that. <laughs> I, what? I, I, I don't know what it means. What, what are you talking about? Uh, you, you said gaslighting. You, you no, said, I didn't. Yes, you did. You told me to think about it. I, and no. I, I, I don't know where I, you heard that, but it wasn't from me. You told me to think about it very hard. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. It, oh, yes, you yes. do. You said... Mm. Uh, I, it's in your head. No. It, <laughs> because I, I did not. I'm sure no, you did. I didn't. Yes. I, I, oh, no, it's, it's, not, it's not hot in here. 
It's the same temperature as ten minutes ago. I don't know. There must be something wrong with you. You said that. I mean, it worries me. I'm nothing. I really feel for you, imp, when you can't behave and be Gaslighting. The term comes from a movie called Gaslight with Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. Uh, I found that information on Wikipedia, but the paragraph looked a bit suspect, so I'm not guaranteeing the accuracy of that. It claims that uh, um, the man was trying to drive Ingrid Bergman's character mad to get at her money. And again, I don't know if that's right or not. But the method is to try to make someone doubt their own sanity and uh, doubt their own judgment to have control. I mean, it can't be simpler than that. Some people do need control. And abusive relationships is usually control-driven. Somebody needs to be in control. And it happens all the time. So why I'm bringing that up is because I'd like you to look it up. Go to Wikipedia and read the page about gaslighting. And I guarantee you, you're going to recognize bits and pieces here and there from things around you. Sigmund Freud did it to his patients. Parents can do it to their children. Children do it to other children. Abusive relationships are full of that kind of shit. Mind-fucking, as I would call it. I want you to check it out and look out for it. But now, it's time to finish this off. Do you have anything more for us, Imp? No, I've got nothing. But I guess I could say that this is studiochaotic.com. Mm-hmm. Your host is JK. I am M. Mm-hmm. And we will be back in maybe a couple of months or so. Yeah, hope um, so. And don't forget to check out the blogs about blogs and blogs and stuff. And uh, we're going to finish with a song, a brand mm-hmm. new song from compose.com uh, with... Um, lots of people from Compose.com. Yeah, we got Tony, we got Joey, and we got me. And this is My Pumpkin. Bye. Bye. There's a bird on the branch in the tree In the forest not far from me He's serenading me, I know the time With a feather in his hair He says with this we can fly He says with this we can fly Forevermore But don't burst my bubble I believe there's a genie in my bottle A genie in my bottle And don't tease my pumpkin I believe there's a fairy in it now Reagan, baby's on my lawn And there's a cat on the shelf with the glasses There is one you 